salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and we are wrapping up week three of the NBA playoffs. We finally have our award winners for this year. The 2021 NBA MVP goes to Nikola Jokic. Congratulations to him. And that Denver Nuggets squad that's going out there and playing hard against the Phoenix Suns. I also want to show a little bit of love to the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert for winning his third Defensive Player of the Year award. He had an outstanding season, needless to say. That Utah Jazz team is in the top five, maybe top three when coming to defense. And they played very well to this point. Uh, You know, I like the way they're playing against the Clippers. I I like the way that Donovan Mitchell's playing out of his mind. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell. I saw a stat sometime today that he's averaging about 30-plus points in the last few games for the Utah Jazz. That puts him over the average mark of 30-plus uh, that Carl Malone had back in 1988 or something that effect, or maybe it was 1998. This is extraordinary. If you're talking about one man, a point guard, that's doing a little bit better for that Utah Jazz team than Carl Malone did. And not taking anything away from Carl Malone, I like that man. That's one of the guys I idolized growing up. Shout out to Carl Malone. But this Utah Jazz team is very special, and it's probably going to be shown on the court in the next few days against the Clippers. Uh, I want to harp a little bit on the Bucks Nets series. And, and I saw most of the game the other night between those two teams. And let me just tell you right now, Kevin Durant is probably, you know what? I'm not going to teeter-totter on it. I'm not going to straddle the fence on this. The commission is going to make this clear tonight. No hyperbole. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now. And he's probably been the best player in the NBA for a long time. But we had to give homage to LeBron James because of the body of work and how well he's played during his career in the the NBA. And I respect LeBron James for what he's done. But for what I saw, what I've seen coming from Kevin Durant, the biggest fear I had coming into this season would be his Achilles and how his body, not him, but his body would respond to the rigor of playing back and forth ball, 72 games, going into the playoffs. I know he missed a number of games due to that hamstring, due to that Achilles. I knew he missed some time due to the injury he suffered. But I believe that for the time he had to heal, it puts him in the position right now where he is playing lights out basketball. He's playing 100% Kevin Durant basketball, and I love it. I love to see the way that he plays. He's fearless on the court. He gets the ball. He can make he can, he can make you uh, reach for the ball. He can, you can try to block. He can give you a little fadeaway. He can give you a little shimmy. You know, he he take it down low into the hole and he can create down in the paint and go outside, hit the three. This man has a full arsenal of basketball moves and shots that very few can defend, including LeBron James. If anybody saw that series a few years ago between the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers and how they struggled play against that Golden State team. And I know what you guys are thinking. Golden State Warriors loaded. 
you know, they had Kevin Durant, they had Steph Curry, they had Klay Thompson, they had Draymond Green, and I, I get all of that. You know, I, I'm not ignoring any of that, okay? It's still the fact that when you put this team together, when you put any team together with Kevin Durant, it's very similar to what LeBron is trying to do with his Laker team. He wants a team that could be consistent without him being the, the center of the show, to being the person in charge of the show. He doesn't have to be the ringleader. Kevin Durant on this team doesn't have to be the ringleader. He has Kyrie Irving. He has James Harden that can contribute the same way he does. But nobody can make plays like Kevin Durant. Not even not even James Harden. And I like James Harden, too. I didn't like the way things ended with him in Houston, but you know what? It is business. He is with the Brooklyn Nets, and he is showing this team just how effective he can be on this team as well. But Kevin Durant is like no other man. It's been a while since I've seen anybody with that type of style and grace on the court. And you know what? Say what you want about this. I make the comparison of Kevin Durant to one of my favorite idols growing up. That's Larry Legend. Larry Bird. If you could think about the numbers Larry Bird put up during his career with the Boston Celtics. And he only played with one team. He didn't flip-flop like a lot of these other guys do on several teams. He played on one team. And he is majestic in his own way, in his own way. He, he, he is a legend when you're talking about the Boston Celtics. He's up there with a lot of other guys that are in the rosters. I'm sorry, in the rafters. When you're talking about the numbers that have been retired and the people that have played before him and even after him. But if you look at the numbers between Larry Bird and Kevin Durant, they're very similar. Number of minutes for their career, very similar. 38.4 for Larry Bird, 36.7 for KD. Number of points during their time, during their careers, for Larry Legend, going back to 1979, was averaging 24.3 points a game. Kevin Durant, to this point, is averaging 27 points a game. Field goal percentage, very similar. Field goal percentage for Larry Bird is 49.6%. Kevin Durant, 49.4%. Rebounds a little off. Larry averaged 10 rebounds a game. KD give me a seven. But you know, it's just the fact that these guys didn't just give you jump shots. They didn't just give you foul shots. They didn't just give you three. They didn't just give you free throws. They didn't just give you three pointers. These guys gave you everything. Everything is balled up in that one person, that 6'10 frame of Kevin Durant. And it's sensational to watch when he's red hot. And for that game that they had against the Bucks, I, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, they gave the Bucks that game. They gave it to him on a platter. Said, do what you want with that game. You probably could have seen more out of the Nets, but they didn't need to get more because they did enough to show that they are the better team in this series and could very well be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And I just know for a fact they're going to survive against the Bucks. And I know if the Sixers advance, which I have them doing, that that's going to be a dog fight in itself. But I like Kevin Durant and what he does. I like the fact that he plays hard-nosed basketball. I like the arsenal he gives. 
a lot of these teams every night. I mean, just last night he had 30 points. The night before that he had 32 points. His first game in this series had 29 points. You can't ask for more out of this man for what he's given. He's truly the MVP of this team. Kevin Durant goes down, and they are a marginal team throughout the rest of the playoffs. You can quote me on that. I don't care if Harden comes back. He can't make up for what Kevin Durant does. And, you know, I'm looking at the other teams and everyone, and I'm looking at Chris Paul, and I'm thinking to myself, Chris Paul, man, you deserve some recognition too because without Chris Paul, this Phoenix Suns team is going nowhere. Now, it's not to say that they wouldn't have won the series against the Lakers. I mean, for what we got out of Aaron, I'm sorry, when we got out of Anthony Davis, you know, we were just happy to see this man was even going out there. But you saw that last game he tried to play, and he couldn't even walk two steps to the, to the hoop, to the rim. You could tell he was finished. And I don't want to harp so much on Anthony Davis because I know what he has to go through. And I really don't want to harp so much on LeBron James. But LeBron James understands that if he's going to get another ring, he needs a better supporting cast around him. And, you know, we, we think about all these super teams that they call them now, super teams, where you have maybe two or more all-stars on one team. And you don't see that with the Lakers. And I don't know if you're ever going to see that again with the Lakers. And it's, it's not to say that they can't do it. But with the money that they have, even though they're a large market, with the money that they do have available, who else can they put on this team to make this team a consistent team throughout the season and then as productive, if not more productive, in the playoffs? And so you look at the Phoenix Suns and their line of work, and, and you see what Chris Paul has done. Chris Paul himself has done a phenomenal job with this team. And you think about all the other teams he's played with, goes back to the New Orleans Hornets. It goes back to when he played with the Clippers. It goes back when he played with the Oklahoma City Thunder, when he played with the Houston Rockets, to where he is now with the Phoenix Suns. Every team has been an adventure, but this was probably his best adventure because of the fact they need this man every game. You take Chris Paul out of the line, the lineup, this is a different Phoenix Sun team altogether. Not to say that they won't win, but you can tell that it's that much harder for them to win a game when you don't have Chris Paul on the floor. And forgive me for not having the numbers for Chris Paul, but this man is sensational. He should have been in the running for MVP, wasn't in the running for MVP, or there are some people that might have voted for him, but there weren't enough people to vote for him. I'm not taking anything away from Jokic. He is truly an MVP of that team. So much so that they tried to offer him uh, an option to play next season for $44 million. He said, make it out of here. This may be one of my better seasons right now. And you're going to offer me $44 million to get that out of there. I can see this man going either somewhere else for more money or Phoenix has to dig deeper into their pockets to make sure you pay this man to come back. Because once uh, Chris Paul leaves this team, there's no telling if the Phoenix Suns are going to be that strong of a team on offense. I mean, you look at where Chris Paul is now, this man has only averaged one turnover in about three games. 
playing against the Denver Nuggets. Maybe throughout the entire series. I don't know if it's just the Nuggets or if it's the Nuggets and the Lakers, but this man doesn't turn the ball over. This man is averaging somewhere about close to 12 assists a game. This is what is needed for this Phoenix Sun team to advance. And they have the pieces in play. Everybody's young. Everybody's relatively ha- uh, healthy. And everybody's ready to play ball. And the way they look against the Denver Nuggets, they look extraordinary at home. Of course, they play them this evening. We'll see how things go. But I like to give C- CP3, Chris Paul, some love. Show some love to that man because he plays a great game of basketball. Really does. Truly does. He's sensational. And I got to show some love to Donovan Mitchell. This is a man that missed game one of the series against the Grizzlies. And since he's been playing, the man does know how to miss. He struggled a little bit in that second game against the Grizzlies. But since then, he is hot as fish grease. This man will light you up for 30 plus he has a way of distributing the ball, get his assist in. He is really shaking up that Clippers team. There's nothing about him I can say right now that is flawed. And, you know, I'm going to echo what Stephen A. said. He is the best player for that Utah Jazz organization. He could very well be the best player that the Utah Jazz has ever had. And we're talking over Carl uh, Malone. Shout out to Carl Malone. This man is averaging as many points, if not more, than what Carl Malone did in the playoffs. And this, I believe, was back in 1998, maybe. So this, this, this is this is unbelievable. If you're watching basketball right now, if you're watching NBA playoffs basketball, you're seeing a lot of these young players come to life. You're seeing how well they play. And I'm going to add Trey Young in the mix, too, because this man was averaging 30 points against the Knicks in that series. You know, he's kind of come back down from there, but he's still putting up somewhere about 25 a night plus. So these young men that are playing lights out basketball, you got to give them their respect for what they've done with these teams. And these are teams that you haven't seen in the playoffs in a while. When was the last time we seen the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs? When was the last time we seen the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs? You know, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing where we are now with these teams and how well they are. But it is great to watch at the same time. And I'm, I'm just happy for a lot of the guys that have done a great job with their um, with, 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 with their style of play and, and, and how they play for the season, how they're playing out in the playoffs. You don't want anybody to get hurt. You, you hope and pray they don't. But if they do, we understand why. It's that type of season that is... Where, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to go through the season with very few injuries, then you have a better chance of winning the title. So says the commission. There's something else I want to talk about real quick. And then I'll wrap it up. But I, I had. It, I, I'm, I'm left baffled. Because I'm going to talk about something that maybe a lot of people are not really paying any attention to because this person does not play basketball, but he works within the basketball organization. And he's somebody that was once on a team that caused some disruption and since then has left that team and is now on the team that is in the playoffs. For those that know 
where I'm going with this, or for those that don't. The person I want to harp on for probably the next five or ten minutes is going to be Daryl Morey. Who is Daryl Morey? Daryl Morey is a former general manager of the Houston Rockets and is now a general manager for the Philadelphia 76ers. And Daryl Morey could be the luckiest man in the world right now. And I say that because this is probably one individual that can do some heinous things. Now, heinous could be a bit extreme. I mean, we've seen a lot of heinous things in our lives. We've seen a lot of things happen that just blows your mind and you're left thinking, oh my God, why did that happen? But for when we talk about Daryl Morey, it's not too far from that. No, he's not a person going out there uh, hurting people or brutalizing people. He's not that type of individual. But if he can go back a few years when he was the general manager of the Houston Rockets, he decided to tweet something that, you know, was probably harmless to him, but dreadful for that Houston Rockets organization. And for those that can remember the tweet, it was in response to the Chinese revolution that was going on at that time and how the country was going in, uh, they were in peril over uh, uh, democracy and, 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 and where they stood against the, the uh, Republic of China. And so this was going on for months. And Daryl Morey decides to put out a tweet that was only seven words long and said, fight for freedom, stand for Hong Kong. And the people within that organization, the Houston Rockets organization, left. They practically got up, packed up their bags and went back to China, left the team, left the organization, decided that they will not uh, sponsor any of the basketball games for that season in China, wherever else in China. It wasn't going to happen as long as Houston's name was on. They wanted nothing to do with it. And that team, along with the NBA, they didn't say specifically how much they lost. But if you're going to ask the commission tonight, they've lost over millions of dollars in sponsorship money. TV money, TV revenue money, whatever it is that was part of that pot was gone. And Daryl Morey still had his job. Daryl Morey, I guess, was given a pass for lack of other words. He was he, he, he might have been reprimanded. I don't know. But the point that the man still had a job bothered me. Because he had just cost this organization millions of dollars. And he still had a job. So I couldn't understand for the life of me how a person like this would still have a job after what he did. And he managed to stay with that team maybe for another year or two before he was bounced and ended up going to the 76ers. Now, why would the 76ers grab hold of Daryl Morey after what he did with Houston is still besides me. Because as of this past week, this guy decides to send out another tweet. And the tweet goes to Steph Curry about the success of his brother, Seth Curry, on that organization. And I don't have everything that was said during that tweet, but it cost him $75,000. 
So here we go again. With what, everywhere this guy goes, he loses money. This guy is quick to lose money. There was something with regards to uh, the the success of Seth Curry, and I know he probably said something that might have been taunting Steph Curry. Now, you know, as, as basketball players, you're not thinking anything about that. No one really cares about that. It's just words, right? But it's the fact that you're saying all these things during a time where the basketball season is still in play. And then you decide to say whatever it is you want about Steph Curry. And then you want to try to add in the fact that you want Steph to play along with his brother, with the Sixers. Isn't that part of the anti-tampering rule that that exists in the NBA? You can't do that. You cannot sit there, stand there, do whatever it is you're doing, text, drive, and, and tweet. And say these things in an effort to try to get somebody like Steph Curry to come to Philadelphia. Now, it might have just been something silly, but you're costing this team money. And what I can't understand is how this man could allow something like that to happen. Why the organization would hire this man that has a problem with the things that he tweets and thinks is okay. Now, you ask the commission, this man is fired. You're losing money on a team that probably could maybe, I don't know, they they could probably lose a few bucks for $75,000. And then they find the Sixers the same amount. So that's $150,000 that is coming out of your pocket for something so silly, so heinous. It's just a fact we don't need that type of distraction. We don't need that kind of interference. We don't need that kind of silliness on a squad that's trying to find a way to win a title. And what does this do for you as a general manager that just can't seem to get it right? You cost this organization in Houston what could be millions of dollars. And then you turn around and this man has to go. I'm not going to sit here and say that he needs to be fired. But something needs to be done about this man to keep him from either tweeting or saying some ridiculous things that's going to get him and the organization in trouble. If it's any other place, if it's any other business, if it's any of you guys that are listening to this show, if it's any of you to say or do anything remotely close to that, where it costs the company thousands of dollars, never mind millions of dollars, do you honestly believe that you would still have a job today? Now, if you're saying yes, then you are probably somebody that either is listening to this podcast just for the hell of it or because you just feel as though the commission has a great voice. Because there's no legit reason why you would sit there and say that there's nothing wrong with burning a little bit of money when you know it's going to cost this team and what could be the league millions of dollars. Nothing of that makes any sense to me. The fact this man still has a job still doesn't make any sense to me because I guess I'm thinking about it from a different perspective. I'm thinking about this if we were struggling right now to try to make ends meet and we know how the the economy is. We know how hard it is to try to keep a job, more or less find a job. And to do something like that at a time like this where everything is struggling, it just really shows how there are some people in life generally speaking, that take their job and perhaps their lives for granted. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not just because I don't think anything's going to be done about this to this man. 
it's the fact that he manages to do, he manages to do this again and it just seems like it's no big deal but I see it as a problem because that's not how you run a business especially the NBA especially this Philadelphia 76ers a team that is earning big money probably could be earning more money but it, it, it doesn't make any sense to lose it because you want to try to make a statement like uh, you know why don't you play with your brother or your brother's doing better than you come on man grow up you got to understand what your role is you got to exercise some discipline it's really going to cost this team and maybe some other teams down the road another grip another thousand dollars or maybe even another million something needs to be done about that so says the commission i don't have a lot of time left i just know we're watching some great basketball never mind daryl Moore right now i'm just saying for those that still watch the nba basketball it's outstanding to watch i love it I, I, I like the fact that when you see kevin durant and uh the other guy pj tucker getting each other's faces and they're ready to fight that's what you love about playoff basketball. You, you don't want to take no mess from anybody. We don't care if you're Kevin Durant. We're going to do our best to make sure we shut you guys down. So now we got a series going on between the Bucks and the Nets, even though I still think the Nets got that. But we want to see that type of uh, ferocity. We want to see the aggression. We want to see the integrity of both teams going at it and hurting people's feelings. I saw a little bit of that between Atlanta and Philly. I want to see that. We, this is what people need to see for the NBA. This is where the ratings go high because we want to see the, the, the both teams going at it because they're playing with nothing to lose. And they're playing with a chance to go to the finals. So every game could be your last game depending on how poorly you play in the series. With that being said, I am the commish. You've been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I want to thank everybody again that have been listening to my show means a lot to me from the bottom of my heart i'm gonna do my best to do a little bit better in the time to come continue to watch some great basketball with that being said i want to say peace and love to all those out there stay safe get vaccinated i'm out <laughs>